welcome to the Pretty Unlimited episode number 136. Nice. Top and five. I, I only know that because it's... I have to do that for myself so I know, especially when we're... Uh, you Not know, very handsome. You know, I shaved. You know, I, when, I, when I don't have uh, my homeless look on, I, I guess I look all right. It's also easy to put on a black hoodie and a black hat and... Okay, today's B5. lipstick. Yeah, what is that color? What is that bright? L'Oreal 320. Oh, I can see that one. That's Red. A, what's that? It's what, sticky, though. What's the color called? Oh, it's too little. Let me see if I get you a light. Hold up. Let me, let me look up. L'Oreal... 320 lip gloss. It don't. Okay. Because it's uh, L'Oreal Infallible, but. Uh, Maybe they just don't have names for them shits. It's red, a... red Fatale. Or Fatale. F A T A L E. Red Fatale. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I guess. I don't know. What does so, that mean? I, is that the blood? I, um, <laughs> I have no idea what that is. Okay. Red Fatale. So, on today's episode. Taste or test. this week's episode. This say. week's episode of Taste Text. I wish we had some cups down here. Again, Anna took a trip to Wine Republic recently. Do we need cups? No. But I was thinking. Oh, you just want to try it. We have Bacardi, lime, and soda. Did you want to mix Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it mix well with the cherries from last episode? Well, hold up. We do have a... Uh... Oh, we have like a thousand solo cups down oh, here. Okay. I'm hopeful about this one because Bacardi does some good stuff. I'm not saying that because they're Puerto Rican. Maybe. Yeah, you are. Okay. Those cups is old. I bought these cups years. So I bought these cups uh, in 2019, and we had we were doing tons of games that summer, mm -hmm. and thought we'd be doing them again in 2020. Yeah, about that. So we have 4,000 cups. We still <laughs> got then, a bunch. All colors. And then COVID was like, nah, bitch. See ya. Here I am. See. <laughs> it's funny. Fuck it's you and your family. When people talk about. Uh, what they were doing before COVID, and it's literally, and then COVID shut the entire world down, and whatever happened in their life. Okay, COVID was and is a horrible, oh, yeah. horrible thing. Shout out to everybody who made it through, and it's still. Making I it still feel like it hardly affected my day to day. It, we it, don't go nowhere. It, it we didn't don't. Have, we don't do anything. It, the, the biggest thing it did is not have me go into work. The biggest thing I got out of was making excuses to not go to other people's shit. <laughs> Bacardi Lime and Soda Real Rum Cocktail. Mm-hmm. Real rum, real ingredients, real good. Real Puerto Rico. They don't reference Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. This has no type of... It's no fil like, there's no geography, no nothing. This is just a Bacardi drink, sadly. They don't even put like the real port. I should have bring should have brought the bottle down. That that the Puerto Rican Bacardi looked like it'll blow your brains out. I can't wait to open that. Maybe Christmas time. Product <laughs> Product of Canada. Product see? See, it didn't feel like Puerto Rico at all. This is just a green Bacardi. This is And the bat device are trademark of Bacardi and Company Limited. Yeah, see, this is just content here. The bat device. That's what they call it. Yeah. Jesus. I didn't even realize it was a bet. Why a bet? Okay. Look, product of Canada. Sheesh. Anyway. Why do I feel like I should have drank it first before I read it? I don't know. You was the one now I feel disappointed. You was the one bouncing this around. Don't have, this don't have the island vibe that Puerto I wanted. Rico. Did you put? You didn't put the 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 shit. No, I'm gonna it? taste it without it first. All right. Uh, cheers to 136 to 
Tastes like a white claw. Tastes like a white claw. Okay. I want you guys to see. I say, it looked like you already got the cherries in Look. there. <laughs> All the red. <laughs> okay. I'm not a This fan. is not going to help. It could. Are you putting the juice in it? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I will clean it up. Uh, just get it. Yeah, as long as you just get it now. Well, that probably do taste better. You got cherry juice. Cherry limeade. <gasps> it's cherry limeade. Again, don't, don't, don't. Remember what happened when you got too excited? Taste. That's better. It's not great, but it's better than it was. Yeah, it's better. It's definitely better. Do you want a cup? I'm good. I'll drink. So if oh. you mix, so if this. Colossal Spike Cherries. And this. And Bacardi Lime Soda. Have a little fucked up baby. Cherry lime. Which, well, no, actually what we do, mix this with the cherry limeade from, from Walmart. Walmart's cherry limeade is, is so good. I love it. It's the right amount of not a lot of taste. Right. She putting the whole fucking thing of cherry I'm juice not. in I'm not. I'm just there. putting a little more. It's just more cherries in there than it is juice. Okay. <laughs> okay. So this week, this we're back to uh, our top fives. Shouts out to everybody who uh, likes lists. Top five... This week we're doing a, a, a topic that's goddamn near and dear to mine and Anna's hearts, the stand-up comedy. But before we do that, it's a taste test number two. So and, I went to five below. Oops, I'm sorry. Damn, fucking everything. Yo. I'm sorry. Put this shit over here. It's too much shit. We need a table. We're on the table. <laughs> no, we need like another table. This, this table ain't enough clearly. Okay, I went to Five Below a little while back. I opened it upside down. Yeah, I noticed that. It's fine. And got... The loudest part of the episode. I apologize. Cookie, Cookie pop, pop popcorn. Popcorn. Oreo flavor. Is this one... Ice gingerbread. Mm-hmm. And this one is candy pop, popcorn, peppermint. Hot chocolate. Hot chocolate. This is weird. Okay, so let's try the one you have. Smell it. I don't really... It's, it, it smells like gingerbread man popcorn. And it looks like... These are at five below. I think they were like $3. It looks like gingerbread man popcorn. It's got a little brown shit on it. It's kind of blah. I mean, it's kind of... Like, if I was watching TV, I would just keep eating it because it was there. There's like a hint of the ginger. Like a little hint of gingerbread. In the aftertaste, but nothing too crazy. I give it a three. I'm a, I'm a two and a half, three, yeah. It's a little hint. The hint's not bad, but I f for, to call it an iced gingerbread man cookie pop popcorn, good. I would actually prefer less sweet and more ginger. Yeah, it's definitely very sweet. It's sweet. It, it, that's what I was going to say. It was kind of like, a, what's like the... the the sweet and salty mm. popcorns is yeah. kind of what it was. Like but the kettle. I thought it, yeah, yeah, but I thought it was caramel at first, but. I'm going to try the Oreo. If this looks wrong to you, turn your phone or something upside down if you're watching us on YouTube. Yeah, turn your phone upside down. Or your computer, your desktop. Hold your laptop upside down. This looked like they just threw. <laughs> you don't see. I look how weird. It looked like they just threw. It looks like dirty popcorn. <laughs> dirty popcorn. That's crazy. Okay. <laughs> it's so cold. This one has 
I don't like it. I'm not a fan. It's not bad, but it's not my cup of tea. The gingerbread one was better than this one. I don't like the taste of the... I'll give it a one. The Oreo and the popcorn. I don't think that's a good mix. Not compared no, to... I'll give it a two. Uh, yeah, two makes sense. Compared to the gingerbread. The gingerbread and the popcorn made a lot more sense. Which makes me wonder what this, uh, this peppermint hot chocolate candy pop situation is going to be. Here's what it looks like. Oh, I thought it was going to be more red. This is hot chocolate. And this one is peppermint hot chocolate. I thought it was going to have red and white in it. Why did I grab so many? <laughs> oh, it does. There's a little flecks of red in there. Okay. Minty popcorn. It's like popcorn in an Andy's candy. Thin mint ass popcorn. I think I like this one, though, the best. It's a, it, it's, the taste is more distinct mm -hmm. than the other two. I'll, this is the best out of the three that I wouldn't eat. But I'd still only give it a three. Yeah. It's like an Andy's candy. It's like you went to the to the um, movie Soft theater. Soft three. Part three. <laughs> yeah, the other one's a two. If you went to like the the um, <coughs> went to the AMC and broke up Andy's candies in a tub of popcorn and just started... We do have Andy's candies in the living room, too. No, I'm good. I don't put no popcorn in. Okay. Top five male comedians. <laughs> well, top five stand-up comedians. It just so happened that... Well, Anna hits me up. She's like, did we say top five male or female comedians? Because we had it. We When we did... The, mm -hmm. Weeks ago, we were going to do this top five... And um, I'm kind of just like, uh, top five. I think we realize, because it's, it's one of those things where, and it's not that I don't find women who do stand-up comedy funny. That's not the case at all. But when I think about my top five. Yeah, over the course of my lifetime, female comedians were out, but they mm. weren't as widely marketed. Right, nowhere near, yeah. And so this is a top five stand-up comedians. I'm going to say male be, for me because this kind of lit up a little thing in my in my heart where I'm going to look for specific female comedians. And then after I've done this for a few months and watched some, some of the women out there, maybe I can go back and change my list. And, and then I, do a top five. But I, I, I want to make, I want to be clear. You was just watching the Liza Schlesinger special Which was like, great. La last weekend. Like it's not like women who do. I don't know how many times we watched the the Queens of Comedy special in the house, mm -hmm. or just Adele Gibbons in general, just doing stuff like Adele. You just, you just, you just been a fan of, uh, of, of women specifically who are in stand up, but. Even if you go online and you look at any website, a lot of the top comedian stand-up comedians list, their top ten is usually it's all guys. Very male dominated. It's usually feeling. all men. Yeah. Um. Okay. So who is your number five? My left five is my main curveball, and I don't care. He's he's one of my favorite comedians, but he's lesser known. Um. What the hell's going on with my phone? His name is, uh, have you ever heard a comedian named Mitch Hedberg? Yes. Mitch Hedberg, he, uh, he passed away yeah. in 2005. Um, at a, there was a time where people were calling him the next Seinfeld. Like, he he's not Seinfeld at all. He's, he's very much a, uh, he looks like a stoner. He's a one-line comedian, but mm -hmm. he, it's... I I had I grabbed I, it's hard for me to remember a lot of his my favorite jokes of his although um shit he said <laughs> I'd like to throw a toothpick in the forest and yell you're home but he like he just it's always things like that where it's um a lot of wordplay a lot of uh very abrupt 
endings to jokes. He would, I, and he he would do weird things. Like I think his first album, it was just him doing jokes, and it was like him in a stand up bass. But the way he delivered his lines, it was like a very cool, like uh, all the words kind of flow together in the same line type thing. I don't know. Mitch Hedberg is really dope. He's really good. And. Uh, he, his album would be like 30 minutes, but it'd be like 500 jokes. Because like it, within two minutes, it was just bam, 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 bam. <laughs> and they all didn't hit. And he'd be like, all right. So one line he said in the, in the album, he was like, uh, oh, yeah, what I'm going to do. You, know, you didn't laugh. So when we go in to edit it, I'm going to take out all the words and put in funny words. And then the joke is going to be fixed. But uh, there's one album... Is called uh, this one album is called Mitch Altogether. Now the 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 joke Mitch Altogether isn't on the album, but uh, the joke that that the title comes from. He said, uh, "I don't understand." This me paraphrase. Like I don't understand why they call it corn on the cob. It comes out the ground like that. They should just call it corn, and everything should be corn off the cob. But then he said. It's not wrong. He's like, it's not like you can cut off my arm and call my arm Mitch and then put the arm back onto my body and call it Mitch altogether. But it's like, it's stuff like, it's like when you really think, but I don't know, he was a really cool dude, passed away like way too, way before his time. Um, Every time I find it, every time I find, I get into a rabbit hole on uh, Instagram reels with his jokes, it's another 20 minutes of my life going, running through his specials on Letterman and Comedy Central, but he, he's like that's my one oddball pick. It's always going to be my one oddball pick in terms of top comedians. But anyway, babe, what is your number five? Um, uh, Nate Bargatz. Ah, who I just love. I can listen to him all day long. Mm-hmm. He's always talking shit about his kids, and <laughs> so, um, he's just. He's really funny, and he does everything in kind of like a very monotone voice, mm. which is fun for me because I feel like sometimes you won't catch the joke immediately if you're not, yeah, mm-hmm. and you're and you're like okay, and then he's very handsy with his with his hands when he when he does his shit. So it's always funny to see. Uh, comedian styles and stuff like that and because mm-hmm. uh, again like somebody like like he stands still well that was a and thing. That's his thing that, you know? that was the thing but has he ever talked about why like is is it because i think we, the next one my my number four paces well, he, he paces I, I think the thing with mitch hedberg he said that he wasn't a um he was very shy up on stage sometimes he would do his sets and like turn around so, from the crowd that's why somebody I who did not make my list I think he was super funny, but I didn't like the jokes. Okay. Um, Daniel Tosh. Ta- so, yeah, I could see that. So he um, has uh, social anxiety. Mm-hmm. So the stand-up stuff for him was not easy yeah, either. So yeah. I remember him talking about that. It's interesting to see how people mm-hmm. do and deal with that Tosh stuff. Point oh, whatever. Tosh is cool. I like... His stand-up's better than the show, but the show did have its uh I didn't like moments. when he was and when he's joking about like sexually assaulting oh, well, that's, like if yeah. she if she got raped, oh, you know. Well like, he he it's on, him, dude. it's that Anthony Jesselnick, like there are a lot of uh like mid to late two thousands comedians who they want they have to make sure they have rape jokes and things like that in there. For whatever reason. Yeah. I don't know why. Um that like dead baby jokes and like you know just this is shit that I used to see in books when I was like you know eight years old ten years old whatever you know the the, the funniest joke books in the world and it's all the same anyway yeah um, <laughs> number four my number four he almost didn't make my list but I like I really like Eddie Murphy mm-hmm. but like sometimes like sometimes I don't like I don't I know he's gonna be doing stand up I don't know if I need to see him doing stand up now like I've already seen him kill it but yep. uh. It's kind of under his his stuff like raw, delirious like those those two specials right there. He could have just done those and that been it. Yeah, real very much. And uh, putting a real stamp. But I think also the fact that raw is him, is Paul Mooney, is Keenan Ivory Wayans, it's Robert mm-hmm. Townsend. Like you know the, the, that type of stuff that is, is what I always liked about Eddie too. The fact because he, he, I mean, he learned that from the people that he was with. But uh, 
being able to uh, be funny with all your people always that that always because it was always you could always tell when it was an Eddie Murphy joint it was always the same type of people that came around but uh, he, either way him as a stand up. <laughs> Quite possibly one of the funniest people. Just you know the way the way he can, the way he can tell a joke and bring you in like a dirty ass. Because uh, he's a good like, storyteller. Because Pryor would tell stories, but I think Murphy was a better. He was more like Cosby when he would tell stories. You yeah, can, I could really see him walking down the line of people, you know, outside of the Rocky movie and them, you know, talking shit in their in his best Italian voice or whatever. Like he really he really painted a picture. Um I, I guess we'll see. He's supposed to be coming. He's supposed to be having another special. I think that's kind of why he's been in bed with Netflix for a bit. But uh, I've not heard anything about when that could come to fruition. We'll see. Who's your number four? So, I this person was definitely on the list, but mm-hmm. I was like struggling where to put them. <laughs> Joe Coy. I, I was wondering where Joe Joe was going to show up. So. I even have the Funko Pop of, 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 of Joe Coy. I was wondering. Um, so I just think he's fucking hysterical. Um, he's the one that he paces. He's he all over, over yeah. the stage. Um, I love what he does for the Filipino mm-hmm. community. Um, at the same time, a shit ton of jokes on the Filipino community. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, um, you know, you crack on what you know, what you are, what you love. Um, I will say, hit that one bit that he has about the different... Um, with the accents. Identifying the different <laughs> Asian accents. Like, that helps me. Like, I, I would I will sit there and be like, oh, yeah, that does sound like, you know... And he's like, the one when it sounds like they're going by in a car. And it's, <laughs> no, it's, it's really perfect. But I'm like, because I'll compare it to moves. Like, oh, yeah, that does sound like the way, you know, what I remember here and the, the way they speak in Parasite. But uh, I, I need Joe Coy to say it because I can't. I like, can't make those jokes. So at my job, mm. we talk to a lot of people, a lot of public. So I get to hear a, a, quite a few accents. Right. And sometimes uh, I'll be on the phone and somebody will say, uh, it's this Puerto Rican lady on the phone. And I'm listening to him and I'm like, no, she's Mexican. You can you can tell. You can, you can hear it. Or um, this Chinese person's on the phone. No, that's somebody from India. You can right. yeah. You can hear it. And I love accents. Mm-hmm. So for him, when he did that whole bit, oh my God. Like I had in my head the voices of everybody I knew who was Vietnamese right, and, and, right. and South Korean. And, you know, I had their voices in my head like, yup, that's Man, exactly. No, he nailed it. No, he nailed it. <laughs> he nailed and it. I've seen other, other people do it online. And it's like, nah, yeah, he kind of, he kind of. Did yep. that shit for he did it, and he—he's so good. He's so entertaining. Um, his, his son's going to kill him one day, but you know, shit, and he's going to join his mom, his uh, Joe Coy's mom, and <laughs> <laughs> they're going to kill him together. But we'll see. I mean, it's, it, he's already got a movie, like a movie movie out. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens with him because I mean, he could, he could, he's kind of. I don't want to say he's older, but I mean, like, I feel like, you know, it, for him, he needs to pop, like, right now. Like, you know, or at least he needs to start doing more. How old is he? I think he's, like, about 50. Yeah, I want to say he may be, because um, he was younger than, uh, what's-her-face, Chelsea Handler, but uh, I don't think it was by much. Or am I tripping? No, I didn't mean movie. <laughs> I'm like, what? And it takes out Joe Coy's name and Lee's movie. Joe Coy... Let's do age. Age. 51. 51. Yeah. So, so we're I, the same. I, I, he, I mean, for him in the entertainment industry. So I'm industry, about six months older than him. He, I did not know he was that tall. He is tall, man. I think he needs I, to. He looks short on stage. He's 5'11". My. He needs to uh, be. Uh, like, I, I would love to see him getting. I don't know if it's a sitcom, but at least another couple of movies or something to really let people know that he can do that. Do the damn thing. But, yeah. Uh, He's, he'll probably be doing Netflix specials for the rest of his life. He's only got like 20 of them over there. You know? But. Get that money. Anyway. Get the money, honey. Number three. Probably would have been number one uh, when I was growing up um, in, in middle school. Um, Chris Rock. Um, I remember seeing his big ass jokes 
spe- half hour special on um, HBO, but uh, that's was it summer of ninety was it ninety six ninety five ninety six uh, that summer when Bring the Pain came out. Mm. Uh, we the, the niggas was black people sketch the uh, the tall salad man sketch um, like I I I had. I knew the special backwards and forwards, and then I bought the album, and because he it was with um, the old set design, the old uh, De La Soul producer Prince mm-hmm. Paul worked on that, and uh, he's got a sketch on there called Luther Campbell, and the idea it's a it's a radio commercial for a musical. Purple Rain, the musical, starring Luther Campbell, and it's just him doing Let's Go Crazy in Miami basement. But, like, the the genius of Chris Rock was kind of, like, he, the the way I understood hip-hop is the way he understood hip-hop, and the way he looked at the world is kind of the way I looked at the world, so I felt when he was on stage, the way, like, Tenny might have thought about, like, a... A Richard Pryor or a Red Fox or somebody like that. Like I really felt for a while that Chris Rock was speaking for me, um, and he was fucking for the way people love Chappelle now. And, up, and another pacer. Yeah, paces no, the stage. <laughs> he's he the, the one I think you can tell he's got so much energy while he's doing it. Like I can't only imagine. That's what like, it comes Five out. hours after the show, he's got to pass out. No, that's what that's what it is. They go back. They may have a couple of drinks, and then they in a the hotel, fucking crying in a pillow. But when he did, uh, it was a bigger and blacker. He did the living La Vida loca, and he like slid across the stage and shit. Yeah, that's it. That's he, he's. <laughs> You wouldn't think of Chris Rock as like a, a high impact, big move guy, but he be moving. He be he be walking <laughs> that stage. Um, who's your number three? Uh, so I I this person has some controversy, Uh-oh. so I was debating whether or not to remove them. That's okay, and I decided not to. That's good. What's up, John Mulaney? Uh, I think that's fine. I was so. I was on Olivia Munn's IG the other day. I was looking at the baby and said car. Mm-hmm. It was something else. I, I her page randomly came up and I was going through, and he's he seemed like he's a very active dad. So um yeah, but he cheated on his wife to get there, and he and he also <laughs> didn't want the like wasn't didn't he say he didn't want to have kids at one point? Mm-hmm. Then he, anyway, so, anyway, but he's fu- um, he's fucking funny. He's very funny. Um, he is a lot of comedians do not delve into the political arena. And he does. Right. Right. And he would be like, fuck, and then fill in the mm. political person's name. And, um, and you know, but the, the last Netflix special that he did, mm-hmm. freaking hysterical. I remember sitting there watching with my sister, who did not think anything was funny at all. And had me, like, second guess. I'm like, am, am I, like, what? Am I like? <laughs> I'm laughing. I don't know if she didn't think it was funny or she didn't get it. Like I don't. His stuff is very. What's happening right now? Well, I mean, he's a writer and, too. Yeah, I think he's, he's very much with all the stuff he's done for SNL and this, yeah. you know, he's what's happening in the world right at this moment. Yeah. So you know, and I. Not for nothing. My sister doesn't. She's not a person who pays attention to the news. That's not her. Mm-hmm. Not her go-to. But yeah, definitely, uh, John Mulaney is my number three. I took everybody on my list, and I did this. I said, okay. Somebody said fifty-dollar tickets, and the show is Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Who would you go see? You can only pick one. That's how I got my number one. That makes sense. That's how I got my number two. So John Mulaney. Uh, Joe Coy and Nate, I couldn't, I, I, I don't know if I would kick out money. <laughs> to go see him? To go see, to, I'm just cheap like that. I don't want to go. <laughs> I kick out the money. Um, and so I was like, okay, free tickets. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> I'll see. So John Malay, Joe Coy, and Nate came last. That makes sense. So <laughs> that's, how I did my, that's how I did my list. I mean, hey, no, the voting by the dollars is so, really, shit, that's what, that's what they want to know. Who you paying for? Yeah, you know? okay. Who's y'all? George Carlin. Ooh. I uh Okay, so I'm just gonna say 
He's my number one. I mean, is he's he's George Carlin is he's one. My number one is one of those guys. I, 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 I'm grateful to have grown up. So in I can time. almost guess if that my number two let and me, your number let, one are the same. Let, let, let's talk about my number two <laughs> right now. Um, I, I I do feel glad to have grown up in a time where he was on the earth talking about this stuff because he was always t- saying the right thing. The most liberal mind I have ever gotten to witness do anything. Right. Right. Very liberal. Um and wanted to be counted on the right side of everything he believed in. But also know? but also wasn't just saying it because he agreed with that side of the ticket. Like he because he didn't know he he no was, he would criticize his side he, of the ticket. He he wasn't like he wasn't spe- he wasn't pro Democrat to the death. He wasn't anti Republican to the death. He was pro smart shit and anti idiot and and wherever stuff fell in the line. And I I when I and look could make you laugh the entire time you you he had an ability that I've not seen anybody else do mm-hmm. ever where he could piss me off while he's making me laugh. He's funny. Like, not piss me off with him, mm-hmm. but piss me off with the, the climate of the world. Oh, getting sense, yeah. And, and yes, and and be laughing about it at mm-hmm. the same time. I would definitely, if, if, you, if you don't know any George Carlin, I would say look for, honestly, one of his older, bigger bits was the uh, seven words you can't say on television, where he talked about the seven words you can't say on television, but his string of... HBO specials, especially through the 90s, I'd say from like the early 90s throughout mm-hmm. the late 90s, where because he, he, he got into everything about politics <clears throat> and abortion was... and, and race issues, like the class issues. Like he got, he really, and, and a lot of it is stuff that if you're on, if you're on a certain side of the ticket, you're probably seeing people say the same stuff today. And you're like, damn, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because people have been around understanding this stuff for a while. But uh, yeah, Carlin was one of those um... guys. Excuse me, this uh, Bacardi lime is. I can't remember the name of the. It's very bubbly. The bubbly. Okay, so there was a bit that he did about. Uh. uh, State prison farms. Mm -hmm. And he would take this state and put all the rapists, and put this state and put all the drug addicts, and put this. And then I think it was something like, like once a month. For five minutes, they would open a gate in between. And and then he was like, and then we'll put the whole thing on pay-per-view. And the rest of it was getting like... (laughs) So, but yeah, it was just like, you know, he he just took an an idea. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, first of all, yes, I would pay for that (laughs) pay-per-view. I'm a shit person. And... And, and how do who do we call to make this happen? Yeah, and who do we call to figure out why you was thinking about this? Yes, Mr. Carlin. Yes. Now rest in peace to George mm-hmm. Carlin, though, an uh, actual legend. Mm-hmm. Very much, very much. Who's your number two? Richard Pryor. Oh, that's my number one. Talk about shocker. Your number two. Talk about your number two. <laughs> so, Richard Pryor. So I did not have. Eddie Murphy or Chris Rock mm-hmm. on my list because I feel like they wouldn't have happened without Richard Pryor. That makes sense. Um, and Richard Pryor gave some some shouts to like Red Fox and stuff from like, but having watched Red Fox, even Red Fox didn't do it to justice the way that Richard Pryor did. Yeah, Pryor took it to another level. So. His ability to pull you into a story that now looking back, I think some of them he was making up on the fly. I mean, he was he was he was a a, a son of a lot of people in the street yes. for talk a lot of shit. So yeah. who knows? And he had a a talent for pulling you into the story where you felt like he was talking to you, not this audience. The facts. He was talking to you and it wasn't him trying to make a joke. It wasn't him trying to make you laugh. That was just the story. And that's just the way that the story came out. Oh, and you just happened to laugh while he was telling it. Oh yeah, that's it. And, and there, it did not 
feel like I was watching a stand-up comedian. Right. It felt like I was watching a storyteller who's fucking funny as hell. You know, like a stand-up comedian's job is to make me laugh. It didn't feel like he was standing up there and that like his job was to make me laugh. He mm. was telling me a story that was just fucking hysterically funny that he made up. There was one take. Tis Tanny put me it on. It just seemed more natural. Well, with I, him. I was going to say Yeah. There's one I I forget it's it's one of Richard Pryor's earlier recorded sets. Um not early when he was not cussing and trying to be Bill Cosby, but like before he started really popping off. Um, and during the tape, they showed an image. It was the first time I'd ever seen an image of like the notes that a comedian would have mm-hmm. sitting on the, the little stick. Cause again, the, I mean, preface all this, but like the art of stand up comedy is something I, like I've, I want MTV half hour comedy hour, HBO half hour comedy, comedy specials, uh, Rosie O'Donnell doing the VH1s, like Carolyn's comedy hour, uh, Uptown comedy hour. Like I used to watch stand up all the time growing up, and then I, I didn't have no friends, and Sunday nights that's all that was on. But um, so I, I was always interested in the art, but it was the first time I'd ever seen somebody with the notes. And I'm not, I'm saying notes, it was literally if he had. 12 jokes that he was going to tell that day. It may have been my phone. It was my okay. phone. If he had 12 jokes that day, he had 12 words written on the paper. It might just say, pussy. He'll tell a 10-minute story, five different add-ons, and the only word that was on the page, that shit fascinated me. I was like, and he was young. Like, I'd already seen Richard Pryor at that height. And to see him... Kind of just go. I was like, "Damn, that's amazing!" But it wasn't until I started listening to his albums, and I think uh, the way he would interact with the crowd, because you could tell he was mm-hmm. just up there. Let me just go up here and talk shit. It's what I imagine. Like when I mean, cause one person I, I I can't have Chappelle on these lists. I can't do it. And I used to love Chappelle's stuff, but in watching Chappelle, you can tell that he's just at this point in life, he's just going up on stage and he's just talking for an hour. And he they're they're so good at you know, the art of being a stand-up comedian mm-hmm. that anything they say turns into a setup and a punchline. Um, but I think it was Richard Pryor was the one that I really started to understand um, not just that art, but like how, how it could look being effortless. Because he was just up there talking to people and whatever was up, it just started being fucking funny. And then he would talk, tell a story about smoking crack and catching on fire or the time when the man was, was standing up on the... Uh, on the bridge and his dick was so long that it touched the water. It was cold. Like it was just like these fascinating, ridiculous stories, Mudbone and all these other characters that he would come up with on these albums. A legendary led. No one. I don't think no one can do it like Richard Pryor ever again. And this is living in the world of Kevin Hart success. And, uh, you know, Dane Cook being, you know, blowing up and whatever the other white, biggest white comedians are right now. Like, outside of all of that, like, Richard Pryor really is the blueprint for uh, what, 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 I think what comedy is today. I don't think, that, I don't think you, you mentioned a couple of those names. I, just being up there to go up there and talk shit and cuss the way like that and make it funny. I don't think uh, there's a lot of people that need to credit Richard Pryor with their shit. What you looking for? So I wanted to see if they had ever met. Who? George Carlin and Richard Pryor. They had to have. So they they apparently were there was talk of them doing a movie together, but mm. it never it never happened. Yeah, I don't think Carlin did a lot um, of Hollywood. Um and they met on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson that makes in nineteen eighty one. That makes sense. The year somebody was born. That makes sense. So um Carlin was probably going up there to do a set. And Pryor was probably going to be the guest. Can I have another one of those Bacardis? So, um... Thank you. And this was right after he... Richard Pryor has set himself on fire. Mm-hmm. Um... And apparently... Apparently... Um... They, I, don't, I, I can't tell if they got thrown off the show or walked oh, wow, off the They're both show. on stage at the same time. Yep. It's amazing. But wait, so, what did they say? So there's the photo. <laughs> that's, that's dope. So it says, um, 
Williams. Richard Pryor and George Carlin appear together on a classic episode of The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson. That's all it says. Boy, you said something about they were walking off or something, right? Um, I got my ad blocker on. Everybody's like, no, you're not getting on our website. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is definitely... Uh... Damn, this, these are weird ass. These are weird. <laughs> throw this in. I'm going to throw the image again. YouTube just search for Pretty Unlimited. I'm going to throw the image on the screen just because even in 81, it's like such an odd image. Like Richard Pryor with the hat on, George Carlin with the glasses on. Like they both look so chill and it's like so not them. What <laughs> just be? Classic. It says George Carlin. And Richard Pryor never got to star in a film together, so this appearance of the two on this 1981 Tonight Show clip is great. Rare chance to see two giants together. Mm-hmm. Actually make that three because host Johnny Carson shows why he set the standard in the Every American Genre, the late night talk show. It's also an opportunity to see how much the world has changed in the world of late night. Facts. Uh, late night talk shows. Okay. For many Americans, this is a place to get their satirical take on the news at the opening monologue. Possibly their only take. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, they were talking about the, there was only three networks back then. Yeah, so I don't know. No, I'll, I, I'll see what I can find. That's I think the cover of the episode is going to have to be. Okay, it says, it, Johnny asks Richard about his dreams. You forget about the audience. You forget about Carlin sitting over there. And you suddenly are brought into a place where this is an important question. You need to hear the answer. Even though you would never have thought to wonder about such a thing on your own. The intimacy for me is what made Carl Carson different. Mm. So he sat there and was just talking to. That's crazy. Yeah, this is a dope image. Yeah. That's really fucking cool. That was on Nintendo TV. I'm going to have to check yeah, that fucking out. Fucking Titans. <laughs> Titans of comedy. Hey. Was I anything... like that we both did. Our one and twos were the, you know, had, the I, same, but interchanged. I had a feeling that those two were going to be. I had a feeling you were going to have Eddie Murphy on. Um, on your list, but I think that makes a lot of sense. I was, I no. was trying to not have him. I really didn't want to have Eddie Murphy on my list. I was, but I, it just, it. So it it was, my list started Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. He's always like my normal because that's the the era I grew up in. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I started going through, who made me laugh the most? Who I appreciated the most? Let's see. John Mulaney will make me bust a gut. No, I love Joe that. Coy will make me bust a gut. I knew Joe Coy was going to be on there. You know, Nate Bargatz bust a gut. George Carlin and Richard Pryor were my introduction to comedy. Right. And they set the tone for you can't be less than this. Well, that's the thing. And that's the thing. Everybody has been less than them. It's like it was like Magic and Bird. It's like you know. You know, Jordan and whoever, like, you know, at, at a certain point, they're the the zero. And Paul Pierce isn't. When, when you, when, I still don't like him. When, you, when you're going to do your top five, you're like, oh, yeah, of course, Richard Pryor, yeah. yeah. You're, you're trying to figure out who the other four are, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. But um, I, was try, I was trying to not have any. I, if Chappelle hadn't had the last, like, decade that he's had being a, because he's probably. He's very funny. But I just don't like him as a person enough to put him on a list for anything that I'm going to promote. <laughs> when when he started taking those, I was I was actually really disappointed because even still, even in the specials that you watch now, he has funny bits, mm-hmm. and then he starts talking about bullshit. I'm like, I don't even want to watch this anymore. I don't even want to. I don't. I don't. I don't want them to get the 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 view from that's me. That's the thing, it's, you know, it, 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 and that's it, why I won't watch certain. Certain people, um, if it comes on for the TV and I'm already watching, I have no control over that. But I'm not gonna click on your on your on your link. I'm not gonna click on I'm your not YouTube. For you, right? I'm not doing that because I'm not gonna give you that view because your shit is probably monetized. And if it's not, even if I'm not giving you money for it, I'm not gonna help you market it. Right, I'm yeah. not gonna you know, I don't wanna do that. Like if you thought one of us were a piece of shit and you're never gonna watch I completely understand that. Right. I uh, I accept it. I get it. I I roll with that. Um, and that's how I do certain other people. You know, like there's no R. Kelly stuff on. Right. It's tough though. 
There's no C.K. Lewis. It's tough. It's it's it it, it, get, it gets know? it gets re- it gets really interesting. When, and people uh, are like, cancel culture is bad. Cancel culture. Everybody's being canceled. They're being canceled for a fucking reason now. And, and I mean, and let's let's be for real. Because Louis, it was the the good old boys club for a long fucking time. And it's, but Louis C.K. just got a fucking uh, he's got a he got a accolades for the album he just put out last mm-hmm. year. Was it a Grammy? I believe he was in there for the Grammy or whatever. So uh, yeah, it's 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 canceled in the sense that they can't walk around the mainstream regularly. They, they, and that's that's the one thing because somebody like Louis C.K. who for a while he's been removed. Mm-hmm. He he had already removed himself. He's got an email list. He sells his specials directly to his email list. He sells his tickets directly. He had already been doing that before they would, you know, before what they were finding out what he was doing. So it's tough to cancel like that, mm-hmm. especially if it's a powerful white man. Like, but I don't want to. I don't want to support anybody that. I wouldn't feel comfortable right. with them not just being around, but mm-hmm. talking to my kids. Right, 100%. If I wouldn't feel comfortable with this person's opinion of my kids, their opinions of my spouse, of my family and friends, if my family and friends couldn't be safe in their presence, couldn't feel respected in their presence... Not gonna do that. No, I feel you on that. You know, John Mulaney cheated on his wife. <laughs> he did cheat on his wife. He had a drug. He has a drug issue. That's on him. Cocaine. You know, but that's a marriage and it's, a personal. Thing. It's a and that's that's different yeah. than this person's preying on people. Mm-hmm. This person does perverted things when he's, you know, in, 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 in the closed doors of people. You know, a president making fun of a disabled reporter, like that this, kind of thing. We have a disabled daughter. So yeah, that, they're, they're kind of, I don't want to say there are levels of being a piece of shit, but there are levels to what people, all will of us are a piece of shit to yeah, a degree. But I'm saying like, you know, at, at, like a certain, at, at a certain point, I, I'm, I can, I, I'm fine with going to the comedy show of the guy who, had whatever transgressions in his house with what was going on in his in his in the in the home. When the person saying, "I'm against trans women for this reason," or if it's anything that I personally don't agree with, I'm okay with removing myself. But I think uh, that's it's one of those things where it's. And- it's up to everybody. It's everybody's choice. And I don't I don't take fault for anybody for listening to themselves, but it's not going to be me. Let me say, let me just say this. So, if you are a person here if you're a person who's against abortion, mm-hmm. against LGBTQ, against any against people of color, any any of those things, so if, and you don't like people coming at you for your opinion. Mm-hmm. We are not coming at you for your opinion. Right. We're coming at you trying to legalize your opinion. There you go. That's what we're coming at you for. I am not religious. I have never gone to a church or tried to dissuade anybody from walking in. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. I have, I am not trans. I've never told anybody else, don't be trans. Right. I am not black. I've never told, well, you should be ashamed of being black. Like, it's not my fucking place. I can hold whatever opinions I want. And I can say them if I so choose. Whatever happens because of those opinions should not be... Um, if there's consequences, I earned it. Right. A hundred percent. hundred percent. If there's consequences, I earned it. And me not think, I don't believe in religion. I think churches are trash. I think for the most part, most churches don't do what they're supposed to do, which is help the people. I very, very seldom see many churches doing all they can do for their community. For the people, right. So I don't believe in churches. 
not saying I don't think you can have your religion. Right. But part of your religions is to help your community. Not just knocking on my door trying to get me to join your church. Right. You didn't knock on my door to see if I was hungry. So that's what I'm saying. Those are the opinions I hold. But I don't go when the people knock on my door and want to give me their pamphlet or whatever. I still respectfully say hello. Right. And I greet them and I take it. Yes, I'm trashing it. I'm not reading it. But I was respectful to that person. I'm not going to do anything to like make them feel like they were wrong. That's their religion. This is what their religion their wants them to do. And this is part of part of the task that they do to live that life. All that means none of my business. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I, I just hate that. I hate when those situations come up because I mean, I, you kind of mm-hmm. have to throw shit out. But that's a that's another conversation yes. for another day. Um, I so I guess it, at some point we're gonna revisit this and do like a top five women in mm-hmm. stand up. I'm with that. Yep. I'm and then that. maybe maybe if my top five changes with some women in it, then maybe we do a the new combined top five. One. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, so I guess if you're watching, listening, wherever you're catching a pretty unlimited podcast, let us know in the comments who your favorite uh, male stand-up comedians are. Ooh, ooh. Give us, give me, you guys don't have to do five. Give me like your top male and your top female, especially females because I'm looking for, I'm looking. Yeah, so, and, and I will say like, we know Whoopi Goldbergs and like you know I think I think I think there's some great names but I'd love to hear some women that you may have thought that we aren't up on you know Mm -hmm. because there's already one woman who did one specific performance that you know Mm -hmm. and if anybody can top that that's tough that's tough that's a tough one but yeah we'll we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to that hill on that note Make sure you follow us uh, if you have any uh, questions for tipsy advice or if you see any fun Reddit posts. Um, lots of drama. Uh, send it my way at prettyunlimited at gmail.com. Um, you can, there's a form down somewhere down there. Down the description. Um, if you uh, want advice or have a question or just want us to read your story, um, and let us know in the form if you don't want us to use your name. And you can give us your... Fun, f- your fun foe name. Yeah, let us fun know what foe. Your, what your fun fa- foe. What your fake ass name is. Yes. Um, and then you can follow us on all social media at Pretty Unlimited, except for our fucked up at Instagram, which is Pretty un- underscore Unlimited. Ooh. And hi to Kara again. Shouts to Kara for real. Peace to Wine Republic. Salute to Kara at Wine Republic. Um, I still don't like that one, but it, it's it's yeah. okay with the cherry juice. We bought it from there. We're going to drink them. We're going to drink them. Um, On that note, we love you guys. Yeah. And uh, Merry Almost Christmas. Merry Almost Christmas.